morning, everyone. It's Vicki Guerrero, your host of the Excuse Me podcast. And this week, we have an incredible guest who is the up-and-coming comedian of all time. I found him on Instagram during uh, the isolation period for COVID, and I have stalked his Instagram page ever since. Please welcome the funny, the humorous, and also the unofficial spokesperson for the adult channel, Adam and Eve. Please welcome Dustin Sims. Hey guys, it's Vicki Guerrero, your host of the Excuse Me podcast. And today we have the most hilarious comedian that I have ever met. And I am such a big fan of his. You know, when COVID hit, uh, you know, all we did was just sit at home and surf the internet. I found this amazing comedian who makes me laugh in this crazy, bizarre world that we're going through right now. Everyone, please welcome. Comedian, father, husband, Dustin Sims. Hey, Dustin. Thank you so much. Thank you. You really kind of oversold it there. You know, you could have under-delivered. Let me just come out with something that good. <laughs> well, you don't have much to prove because it once people go on your Instagram and your YouTube and your Patreon, you are just, you make me laugh every day when I get on Thank your Thank you page. so much. I appreciate it. So where's, where's home for you? Um, I'm in Alabama, actually. That's where I'm from, which is uh, probably like the worst way to ever start a sentence. When you tell people that you're from Alabama, they automatically assume the worst. You know, they look at you like you just told them that you got dick hemorrhoids or something. You know, they're like, wow, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm like, it's fine. You know, we're just poor. It's all right. <laughs> Alabama. I just want to like spit my spit out. <laughs> right, yeah. I got all my teeth, you know, never fucked a sibling, so I should be governor, really, you know. <laughs> well, that yes to be going for you. Let me yeah. let me fill in my fans and my listeners. So are you so you're a comedian? Is this full time or do you have something else going on, on the side? Um, it's full time now. I, I quit my job at Honda in 2019 and started doing videos full time. And then Rocky Bell Davis got me into stand up, which has been like a passion for mine forever. I just didn't really have the confidence to do it. And he pushed me into it. And yeah, this is what I do full time now. So it's been. I'm going to ask you so, was you being a comedian was something that was always like, part of your day or was this something you just found on, on your own it's always been like a, a passion of mine i've always been a big fan of comedy i really got started probably when i was a kid like i've always been like a storyteller uh, my mom would probably tell you that i was just a liar <laughs> you know so i would come up with these elaborate stories as a child and then one time i found this uh rodney carrington cassette tape in my grandpa's truck and he wouldn't let me listen to it, you know. He was like, no, no, that's not for kids. So, of course, I'm going to sneak out there. And I listened to every single one of them all the time. And I was like, I've never heard anybody talk like this. i got to hear some more of this shit. You know, this is amazing. Because my family is really conservative. And they wouldn't really cuss. You couldn't cuss and stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. I need more of this. So, I started doing some digging. And I found Eddie Murphy. And that was my, that's my all-time favorite. I fell in love with Eddie Murphy's comedy. Um just his storytelling, his way, his, his, his stage presence, that's a big part of it. Um, so, and then even I got older, I know Dane Cook gets like a bad man, but I love his act. stage presence is everything, really. Like, you can tell a bad joke 
But if you are confident about it, like if you have good presence, you know, it'll be really well. So you say what you want about him, but he has really strong stage presence. But I didn't really get into comedy until I started making Snapchat videos. Uh, I would say about five years ago. I just put them on my Snapchat. They were awful at first. The people at work started sharing them around. And somebody told me to put one on Facebook one day, and I did, and it just took off. And I was like, wow. So it's been a wild ride since then. You know, what attracted me to your page on Instagram was the filter you use for the, I don't know what it's called, like a, a fish eye filter. Um, you're, it's hilarious because all you see is like this big smile, your teeth and your, you know, like this face is blown up into like a fish eye. And um, yeah. at first I was like, you know, what the hell is this? But then yeah. your, your material is spot on. I mean, it's things, things you talk about that people don't, dare to even like talk in public <laughs> right. I, I started so, using that, that filter because i didn't really have the confidence to get my stuff out really i, I feel weird on camera i'm really kind of shy you know so i, I that filter it just feels like it's like not really me and i didn't know that was going to become my thing like i tried to get away from it and people like send me death threats you know like, put it back on <laughs> i wish i could get yeah. my face just reconstructed to that really oh uh, it's so funny. Now, you're a father of two, which um, if anyone looks on your Instagram page, you have an adorable family and your wife is beautiful. What I want to ask you is your wife must be a really good sport because some of your material attacks her and her image and her personality and her lifestyle. Yes, yes. She is very, like, she will let me get up there. Even on stage, she comes to all my shows. She will let me, and I'm telling you, my stand-up is like worse than my videos and she takes it all like a champ she'll let me say whatever she wants i think that's really cool you know so i, I can't have no complaints she never gets upset she knows it's all jokes you know yeah and you have to have a thick skin i mean if you're getting entertained you know you have to kind of go with give it a hundred percent whether it's at home or out, out in public or with your wife and that's so great because i mean all your wife's pictures on instagram she's smiling so i guess Things are good between y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the hell at home, though. You know, I keep her in check. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever come to Houston, Texas to do a show? Well, <laughs> I had a show scheduled in Houston, and apparently it was in a really bad spot. Everybody was messaging me, like, oh, don't come here. Don't come here. You're going to get stabbed. It was, like, in a bad location. I, was, I, like, I live in Anderson, Alabama. They can't do much work. You know what I mean? Like, I was going, and... It was my first show ever, and uh, I'll be honest with you, we didn't really know how airports work, I guess you could say. Like, we never even left, like, Alabama. We're like, just a redneck, you know? <laughs> so we show up at the airport 45 minutes before our flight, like, idiots, you know? So you're not going to get off. We missed our flight, missed that show. Everybody was mad. Um, that's my number one city, though, on all my platforms. And ever since then, it's like I'm cursed. I, I reach out to venues, to comedy clubs. Nobody will, like right with that so i want to come there i'll be in dallas and san antonio again in march but i would love to come here. oh my gosh if you ever i live in houston so if you ever come to houston man i will plug the shit out of your show and oh. do a live podcast and get everyone i have a, i know people i have a lot of friends oh, so please. we yeah. could jam pack <laughs> but, oh, yeah. You need to email me if you come to Houston. I'm gonna look out because I'm subscribed to your to your uh, DustinSims.net 
um, online website. Now, I have a question about your website because when I was doing my research on you, it says that you're an author of a children's book. Oh, no, 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 that's just a joke. I, uh, <laughs> I hate bios. I never know what to say in my bio. So one day I just put like best-selling children's author and everybody was like, what the fuck? I just left it. It's like people will message me about it. People will like, want the book. Like, where is, where can I find it? It's just hilarious. Well, let me, let me just say, Dustin, that um, for about an hour and a half, I'm looking all over the damn internet to find this children's <laughs> right. book of yours. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I I'm pissed off, inadequate to do my podcast show, and you have a yeah. book out there, and I can't even find the damn thing. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. Another thing people always want is like most of my fan base. Like when I, I started popping off, my wife she was kind of like, okay, now you're gonna have all these women after you and all this stuff. People are jealous, and like ninety percent of my fan base is like Glenn down here, like at the mechanics. You know, like when I walk into Ace Hardware, you can see them get a hard on them and addition. But it's like not women coming up to me. You know, it's always the men. We were in Gatlinburg and this dude messaged me and was like, Are you in Johnny Rocket? And I was like, Yeah, I'm next door at this t-shirt shop. Did I meet you? I said, Yeah, so I walked in there and it's a grown man, this big, burly, like redneck man. Wouldn't even look at me. He was like looking up at the ceiling and I'm trying to talk to him. He wouldn't say nothing, and I was like, wow, okay, and his wife just walked away. I was like, all right, well, it's good to meet you, you know, it's always just the men, like, it's not like, I'm not Justin Bieber, you know, I don't have women flocking to me. <laughs> why can't it be the, why can't it be like the rich ones, right, that are hitting you right. up, right? Yeah. <laughs> most of the women, most of them are always like, my wife hates you, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh so, the one thing that I love about your material is that you're politically uncensored, which we need more of because yeah. this day and age, I mean, everything, everyone's offended by something or someone says something and then they, they block you, they delete you, they don't want to talk to you anymore. You have a neighbor that doesn't want to look your way when you're watering the grass because, you know, you have, you, you have a difference of opinion and we need more people like you that can actually say stuff that will laugh and, and I don't get offended. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just like, you know, in today's world, we need more material and more laughs to get us, you know, through our day. Um, have you had any backlash or how, how's your material been? Because, you know, these days, I mean, the world is bizarre right now. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, I, the most backlash I've gotten has actually been from my Walmart video. I had a lot of Walmart people. Like, oh. <laughs> I said they made like $9 an hour. And they're like, actually, it's like 12. But I'm like, like, I wasn't really targeted, you know. Uh, but I do, but I never really attack a certain person. Like I've got to attack, I don't attack anybody, but I kind of cover everybody that like, walks in line. I'll make fun of, uh, I make fun of myself more than anybody, but yeah, I'll make fun of like certain things that most people won't, but it's just jokes. It's never like, it's not malicious. Yeah, that is true. You know, my favorite things was uh, on the videos on your Instagram, was the Walmart video. I thought that was amazing. And then also where vanilla flavor comes from, which is a beaver's ass. Yes, that's, that's fucking crazy. Like, when I, I had a bunch of people send me that, and they were like, you need to make a video about this. I was like, well, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's pretty self-explanatory, you know, but <laughs> it's mind-blowing that it comes from that, you know, you get it straight off the path. 
Oh, how do you think of your material or what's inspiring you? Do you watch the news or you watch late night shows or you are know, you just like? I've tried to, um, Jim Dillon is one of my favorite new comedians. Like he's not new, but I've like, I've just been introduced to him. I've been watching his podcast and he, I, he walks the tightrope of politics. I try to stay away from politics, really. Like I just don't know enough about it really to joke about it. So yeah. I feel like I, I started watching the news, but I, that's just not me. So most of my material comes from real life experience, like whatever is happening right now, which kind of, it, it was tough with Corona. Like when COVID locked us down, I was stuck at home. I really wasn't able to go out and have these experiences. So uh, I, I forced myself to write. So I would just often pick topics and just dive into the paper. And then I would spend hours. Like a lot of people think that I just turn my camera on and go out in the car and just yell for three and a half minutes and then go back inside. But I put a lot of time into writing. A lot of it's awful. Like I scrap a lot. So I, I thought you did the same. A, <laughs> yeah, I don't really have a method. Uh, I wish I did. I'm not very organized. I just think of something that's funny and then I try to script it out and make a story or a bit out of it. That's that's pretty cool. Okay, so you have a podcast which is called Poor Taste Podcast, which yeah. describes you perfectly. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's on your YouTube. And so mm -hmm. I saw your very first ones when you were doing it by yourself. And now you have a co-host named Mike. Um, how is that going? I mean, y'all have a lot of episodes. So, I mean, do you have different guests on or, I mean, how's that working out for y'all? Um, it was something I started um, I was on this F-bomb podcast and it didn't work out, but I really enjoyed it. Um, so I wanted to do something on my channel by myself, but it just felt weird. Um, I'm really like, I like to write stuff out. In a podcast, there's no way you can write a whole podcast out, like scripted. So it felt, I was just uncomfortable doing it. And so it wasn't very good. So I added one of my best friends to it. And me and him were getting better. Uh, the worst part is like the technical side of it. I found I'm not very good at editing. I'm not very good at the audio and the lighting. Like one of them, like we were like in the ISIS interrogation. We got spotlights on it. So it's been a learning process, but I'm, I think we're finally getting our rhythm. Like this last episode was pretty good. So we'll just see how it's going. It's just, I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone. And that's why I've been doing like we're trying to do more shows and this podcast i'm going to keep growing that's amazing so uh, i you know I've, I've been i've been stalking you justin like i'm watching all your shit now and so yeah. you did a podcast special in january that y'all didn't air because y'all said that you got drunk and you said things that that y'all kind of thought about later on when you saw it um yeah. i wish i could drink on my show because i'm not a day drinker i I love to drink at night because I can just go to bed and I don't care about driving or what I said or anything. My husband's pretty forgiving about me, but um, how was that day? Because I mean, that's probably, probably fun just to be able, it's our show, right? I mean, we have our own show, so you can do whatever right. you want, but how bad was it really that you couldn't actually release it to the public? Well, I mean, you've seen like, you've seen my content, you know, I, I usually just really don't give a fuck, you know, so like, I'll send it pretty far out there. But my buddy, he's really timid. I was trying to get him out of his comfort zone too. So I thought like, oh, I'll just get him shit face and let him roll. And it was just <laughs> it was our shortest one, but I think it had a it, it had the most it would have had the most impact on our upcoming <laughs> career, I guess. <laughs> I feel like that would be one people would go back to and be like, yeah. Oh yeah, my gosh. Really 
you know, so just like with my profession, you know, being all elite wrestling, um, COVID hit us pretty bad where luckily we're in Jacksonville. So we have an open air arena where we can have audience, you know, probably a third of an audience, like 300 tickets we can sell in a thousand seat arena. Um, I know you were doing some shows in 2020 and you're talking about how they were like half capacity. Um, Mm. That's got to be tough on you, especially as a comedian, because you need that crowd interaction to get your shit moving and your show. And so how was that? Oh, it was brutal. I I can say that that towards the end it got better because uh, you find the right location. Some cities don't give a fuck, you know, like some of them were like, let's just do it, you know, and I'm like, all right, you know, we'll do it. (laughs) But some of them had the the crowd really spread out and comedy doesn't work that way. Comedy, like laughter is contagious. Somebody's laughing at something that usually spreads and then you hear it and then it gives you more life. And you know, I'm sure you know that like your energy is what like the crowd's giving you. So it was hard, um, and I'm just getting started. I think I've probably only done like 12 shows ever. And my oh. first stand-up show was, <laughs> it was at this like refurbished strip club, and they told us that it would seat 100. So we sold 100 tickets. And we get there, and it was nine Rocky show, and like we get there, and there's nobody there. And like people are starting like to crowd something to it. The club's locked. It's like, this little, it's like in the shopping center. <laughs> And we walk in and it's like a strip club and they've got couches all facing each other, you know, and they're like, there's a little stage, it's got couches on it. So we're like, shit. And this lady finally comes up and she's like, how many tickets y'all sell? I was like, a hundred. She said, oh, it only holds 60. I said, well, holding a hundred tonight, you know? I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, so we have to like, me and Rocky are like sweating. We're like moving all these couches and trying to line them up like they're like, People are sitting on arms and chairs. It's my first show ever. I'm shitting all over myself. I haven't eaten all day. <laughs> and like, we're up there like, you know, like we might have to give a refund to somebody because people are standing in the back. But everybody was super cool about it. Everybody was just glad to be there. And it turned out really good. Uh, but it was the first one I'll never forget. Man. It was wild. But the COVID stuff, yeah, that's why I'm kind of laying low right now. I'm trying to see because there's like talks of another lockdown and I don't know what kind of restrictions are going to come soon. So I'm shooting for March or April. I want to hit it pretty hard then, though. I think now with the vaccine coming out, you know, and things will start getting a little bit better because I'm, we don't even travel. I just go from Houston to Jacksonville and we have like our own bubble. But I'm ready for some new arenas and some new bases to see. but that's something that, you know, if you get your schedule out, I'd be happy to promote that for you so we can get those shows and get people to buy those tickets. And um, I can't wait to see you in Houston. I would love to just go and, um, you know, be, you know, be front sit- seat and centered and just enjoy the shit out of you. I cannot wait for that. Oh, I love um, it. That's my favorite part. Do you have, so what comedians have mentored you, you know, to where, you know, I have women wrestlers that inspire me if I have like a lull or I hit a plateau where I just don't feel inspired. Who do you, who's your go-to that you want to watch that kind of gets you, your blood going again? Um, definitely Mark Norman. Um, he's not very big right now, but he's, in my opinion, the best writer in, in comedy right now. He is he's really good. Like, his stage presence is okay, but his writing is phenomenal. And that's my strong point. I feel like I'm really good at writing, but I don't have the stage presence yet. Rocky. 
your creative material is just it's it's perfect it really is the adam and eve video is like i've tried to reach out to get like sponsors made for the podcast and stuff and nobody like they'll like go to my channel and like <laughs> and adam and eve were like the first people to like come back and like yeah we'll do it and they're like what if we send you a box and you can open it up and like talk about the stuff and i was like okay i was like i guess i'll do that and I was really uncomfortable with that first one. And it did good. And I was like, wow, people like want to see this. I was like, okay, so the second one, I just like, like fancy. Like, now it's something that I do regularly. I got to do one tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> I've got boxes of sex toys laying around trying to hide from my kids. I, I, I give them away as gifts when people come over. Like, I had a buddy over the night who was drinking by the fire. And we was in my backyard and he comes out of my gate. I live in this hot subdivision. It's all like old ladies. Like I feel like I'm in like a retirement home. You call it like, geriatric hey, neighborhood. Yeah. That's what you call yeah. it. Yeah. You can take it all out with a cough right now. Like he comes <laughs> out of my back gate. And my buddy's like, Did I forget anything? And I'm like, Yeah, I got this traveling bondage set. I'm like, take it with you. And he's like, I'll get it next time. And I'm like, I bet my neighbors are in there like this fucking freak. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to be in your position about unboxing that something like that. I mean, not that I'm, I'm familiar with that company, but to do it publicly would be a little nerve wracking, especially if my if my aunts and uncles were watching me, I think I, I'd be have a hard time explaining some of oh, those yeah, things. I'm very proud of those videos. <laughs> Now, you have a lot of social media outlets that you're a part of. You're on Patreon, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. You have your website and your podcast. Um, you know, what's fascinating is that you have different content for each social media page. How, I mean, I have a hard time just doing one show. How do you find time to, to separate your content for different outlets? Well, um... I actually like killed the Patreon last week because it was so it was one I don't like I don't even really push my merch that much. I don't like people having to pay. I don't like I don't like selling stuff, really. You have anyway, to fuck face. I mean I fuck face it. is like the greatest thing. I know it. I know it. I'm just weird about it, but I, I did cancel the Patreon because I just couldn't keep thinking of new content to put on that that I wasn't putting out. Like my Facebook and YouTube, I try to use like long form videos. I say long, they're really about three or four minutes long. My Instagram, I try to do shorter stuff. Like, I tried TikTok, but like, I fucking hate TikTok. Like, I just, I don't know. I just can't stand it. I know it's a really good platform. You get a lot of exposure. I just hate it. I don't know why. I, so, I don't like Patreon. I think it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's, it is. I don't yeah. like the format of it. And it, uh, I, it just feels gross if you're not, like, putting, like, if I, I, if I was putting, like, new content, like, every other day or something, I wouldn't mind having people pay for it. I mean, I get money from my YouTube and Facebook, so I feel like it's enough in my shows. Yeah, did you say nude content or new content? No, because no, Patreon no, would welcome your nude content. <laughs> I said nude content, I would leave everything I have. That would, would be it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're going all out. <laughs> um, so how is it, what's your plan for 2021? Where, what are the shows that you're working on that are for the immediate future? Can you let us know so fans can start finding out? Where you're right gonna be now, at. Um, I have locked in Dallas. I'll be in Fort Worth and Dallas, March 6th and 7th. Other than that, Ooh. I'm in work with um, 
Naples, Florida. I'll be back in Tampa. I'm trying to get to Houston if I can find a venue. Like, I would do it at a fucking McDonald's if I could, like, something. Like, I've met with so many, like, venues, and I don't know why. It's like, I send them my stuff. Like, I know I'll sell tickets there because that's my biggest following. Um, Jacksonville, Florida is in my top five. I'm going to Savannah, Georgia. I'm just going to try to do as many shows as I can as soon as I know that everything's good and we can actually do it. Because I haven't really seen my, my full potential because most of my shows were in 2019 that were full capacity and I was selling pretty good then. Mm-hmm. But last year, you know, most of them were like half capacity and people were scared to go out. I think that yeah. people will be ready to go out soon, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. All right, so um, just so I can uh, reiterate where that people can find you is on um, TikTok, which you say you, you're not on there that much, but on Twitter, you're at Real Dustin Sims. On YouTube, you're at Dustin Sims. Um, on IG, you're at Dustin W. Sims. Uh, and then on DustinSims.net, which everyone can find your fucking childhood author book. I mean... I'm not the right one. You don't fucking do it. Uh, you know, I was gonna have a great intro. Like, how did you get from being a childhood author to, you know, this pornographic, you know, comedian? Like, how did that work out for you? But then I had to yeah. get my question and like exit out because I was like, I can't find the book. <laughs> I really just did it to be facetious because I live in a small town and everybody around here is really conservative and like uh, they think I'm just like an antichrist because I say fuck online. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to like my son's games and people are like, look at this guy, you know, it's hilarious. Plus my son, like, he started basketball recently and he's really small for his age. So he moved up to like the real basketball and like now they have a ref and they have to like keep score and it's like, they're trying to win now. It's not like the bullshit everybody yeah. is. So <laughs> he's not very strong. He can't shoot like the other kids. So like, Good at defense. In other words, that's the way of saying it. it's not really good at basketball. <laughs> but I was like, you're going to be aggressive. Like, I'm going to put you like, on defense. We're going to get aggressive. We're going to work on what you can. So I got him out in the yard. And I'm like, just telling him to get up in my face. I was like, don't give him a fucking chance. I was like, bark at him. I was like, ooh. I was like, can you imagine a seven year old out there barking at these children? I was like, that would be terrifying. I was like, you'll win. So like, I was like, don't give him nothing. I was like, never give up on the play. I was like, you go 100% all the time. So he is like my good child. Like he listens to whatever you say and he takes it like literally. Like what you say is what he's going to do no matter what. So oh, like, no. the first game, they got rocked. You know, they got destroyed. But then after that, that's when I really got on him about defense. I didn't know that their second game, they were going to be playing this team that had a little boy on there who just beat cancer. Right? Just Beat it. And like they beat the shit out of this team. And then at the end, that team just let this little boy come in. Everybody's clapping and stuff, you know. And they're like, yeah. And it was like this great moment. And like, even I was, I was like, yeah, this is amazing. I'm cheering for this kid, right? Like, I'm not like, you know, so like he's dribbling the ball. Kids are moving out of his way. He's going up to the lane. It's like one of those moments. Everybody's just like, everybody's just, and he's about to shoot his shot. And my son just comes in and like, and everybody in that motherfucker is like, yeah, that son of a bitch is done. It's that comedian son over there. He didn't know. Like, how do you explain that? to like, okay, go hard on everybody. But, like, we didn't know that was going to be a thing. I was like, of course. Oh, no. 
of course. So he just like raised the smack down all the way. I'm sure that's going to get your some new, some new material when your son's doing basketball games now. All right, so we're, we're going to do a rapid round of fire questions for you so my fans can get to know you a little bit more. And um, I, I just I just want to say that I am incredibly entertained by your material, and I, I cannot wait to see you. Even if you're in Tampa, I'll drive from Jacksonville to Tampa just to see you. And my, I have family there, so we, we would definitely fill up a table for you, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. All right, so here's the first question. On your superpower, would you rather be invisible or fly? Fly. Fly. Okay. Uh, thoughts on a vegan eating animal crackers? What's that? Your thought. What are your thoughts on a vegan eating animal crackers? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's pretty fucked up. That's a little bad. <laughs> uh, would you rather text or talk? Text, 100%. Like, I don't really call anybody, I don't think. Other than my uh, buddy Mike, I'll call him sometimes. That's about it. I'd rather text 100%. Got it. Okay, who's your female celebrity crush? Oh, man, I love Miranda Lambert. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, Very yeah. nice. Who, oh, <laughs> who's your male celebrity crush? Very yeah. good. Okay. Name something stupid you see people doing in the streets. Um, not really. Like, when people walk across the streets really slow, it pisses me off. Uh, but like at Walmart, really, like when family before lock hands and like and they're in the middle of the aisle walking down, <laughs> like, I can't stand it. I want to play like Red Rover with them without like the band. I can't stand it. I don't know about in the streets, like. We used to play basketball in the streets growing up. You know, we used to be out on the road and the cars coming. We used to move out of the way. Yeah. I think my biggest pet peeve is I'm going through an airport and they usually have like one way, you know, you go the right of the hallway to walk down and the left is for the people, you're going in the direction and people yeah. want to go opposite and then they stop right in front of you. And I'm like, you know, it's like you come like from an 80, 80 miles per hour to like a sudden screech because somebody wants to answer their phone in the middle of the hallway. And I'm like, really? Like, like there's there's a 80 people coming down the hallway right now <laughs> okay all right your last one if you had 24 hours left to live what three things would you do uh, i don't know i'd probably just um hang out with my kids take them somewhere do something like um, i'm big on family I know a lot of my videos probably just think like I'm not, right? I, I talk shit about my kids all the time, but like, that's something I always, like, other than a comedian, that's something I always wanted to be with a dad. And I'm really involved with them. So I would probably take them somewhere and just fucking watch the world burn with them. I guess probably go up on a mountain somewhere and just watch it just fucking obliterate. I don't know. <laughs> Very good, Justin. I am so honored that you took time out to be on my show. I am excited to see what the future holds for you. Thank you. Um, I'm honored that you had me. I'm like your least intimidating guest ever. I was scrolling through, looking at all the people you interviewed. I was like, Jesus Christ, I wouldn't even want to thumb wrestle these motherfuckers. I was like, wow. I'm well, like, now you're one of my motherfuckers on my show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I no, I. Yeah, I'm just, thank you for accepting my invitation, and you are just incredibly talented. Give my best to your family, and tell them thank you 
for letting me share some time with you today. Well, I, I can't go away without giving a shout out to my wife's uncle. He's like a huge fan of yours. And when I said that I was coming on here, he like busted so hard. Like, he Are you kidding? Yeah. He well, was, yes, he's been a huge fan. But he's got health problems right now, so he's like kind of laid up. But like, he, he freaked out. So Andy Kellner is like a huge fan of you. And I, I don't want to go up without saying that. Wow. Send me, uh, send me his address or your address, and I'll send you some photos and I'll autograph it for him. He's probably oh, right, Yeah. Thank you, Dustin. Let me know whenever you are. Well, I'll keep an eye out on your, um, on your travel schedule, which is at Dustin's, uh, net. And um, you, you're just, you're incredible. And God bless you and, and take care of yourself. And uh, I'll let you know when this episode releases. And I've had a blast with you, and thank you thank so you. much. This is fun. I really appreciate everything. You're welcome. Take care, and I wish you the best. All right, you too. All right, bye, Dustin. <laughs> Thank you, Dustin, for being on my show. I am not only honored to call you my friend, but I am looking forward to you coming to Houston or perhaps wherever I'm traveling, I can catch one of your shows. I encourage all of you guys to please go to DustinSims.net, check out his website, his schedule, his new material. And also, I am so happy that I found out how vanilla flavor comes from a beaver's ass. <laughs> all right guys please i encourage you to keep downloading clicking commenting loving liking whatever you're doing it's helping me so much enjoy um, this podcast world that i'm in please go to your favorite platform and download my show i am just incredibly grateful for all the support and the love that i'm getting from all of you and until next week when i come with another exciting guest Please be kind, take care, try and smile at someone that you don't know today, and I bet you they will smile back. Have a great day, guys, and excuse me!